Hey, I'm Blair Johnson, and you're listening to the Rock Student Ministry Podcast. For more information, you can visit www.fbcrockhill.org. Now a word from our high school and college pastor. Well, hey there. Great to have you back with Proverbs 9-9 Podcast Ministry. Um, This is the month of February, and so when we think about February, we think about uh, the, the word love. We, we think about dating, and of course we have Valentine's in there, maybe marriage. Uh, one of the words we don't concentrate on much as a people group, but we do as a student ministry, uh, is purity. And so I want to spend uh, the next two of these podcasts talking to you a little bit about purity. And, and, and so here becomes the question for today. What's the big deal and why? In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3, 13 through 16, it says this, So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy." See, over the years and the decades, we have become a group of people that are unpure for the most part. And listen, the church is becoming more like the world in this aspect. We have moved so far from where God has intended us to be that it's not even funny. So in this episode, I want to share with you three reasons why we should be holy and pure and not be swayed by the opinion of the world. The first one is this, because Jesus is coming. We should be living every day of our lives as if Christ was crucified last night, resurrected today, and returning tomorrow. I want you to hear this, and I want you to grasp this. We should be living every day of our lives as if Christ was crucified last night, resurrected today, and returning tomorrow. See, we must prepare our minds for action. You know, we, we athletes prepare their bodies for the game. Um, military guys prepare their, their body and their skills for the war. And so we must prepare our, our minds for the action. The translation of verse 13, meaning the word gird, uh, really literally means to gird up the loins of your mind. In ancient days, people wore long garments, and whenever they needed to run fast or whenever they needed to be active— and didn't want to be slowed down, they would pull up these long garments and they would tuck them into their belt. And this way, it it wouldn't inhibit them from what they're trying to do. Likewise, we need to gird up our minds, removing anything that might prevent us from focusing on God. We have to be sober in spirit. we got to be aware of what's going on around us. We have to open our eyes and take off the spiritual blinders that believers tend to put on. See, sometimes they don't want to see the world for what it truly is. And and we have to ask the question, why do we not see that for what it really is? One reason might be because we're enjoying it too much. But the second reason might be because we're ashamed to stand against it. Listen, we're people who love to stand for things. We like to stand for our vacation. We like to stand for the national anthem. We like to stand for the Second Amendment right. We, we, We like to stand for our freedom of speech. But sometimes when it comes to the things of God versus the things of the world, we don't like to stand. So we have to have hope to the end. We have to be stable in our thinking and not let the world sway us from Jesus. See, the world's going to be throwing things at you all the time to try to get your attention, to try to to try to move your thoughts and to move your mind to cause you to lose focus and lose attention. But we can't allow that to happen. The second reason we should be holy and pure is because the character of Jesus is in us. 
Verse 14, so you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. See, we have Christ in us when we're saved. Matter of fact, when we're saved, we're changed by God. I can remember at 19, I had a, a sailor's potty mouth. But yet when I asked Christ into my heart, he changed me and he took that from me. And so as the Holy Spirit enters into us with all of his power and all of his glory that he possesses, it changes us. And immediately God starts to mold us into be more like Jesus. So if we have the likeness of Christ in us, then shouldn't we act like Christ since we carry him with us everywhere we go? If you said yes, then, then let me ask you some questions. Would Christ go into a bar and live life up? Let me ask you this. Would Christ read a pornographic magazine or view that on the Internet? Would Christ go behind someone's back and tell stories? You, you know, would, would, would Jesus gossip? Would Christ watch the trash that is on most televisions today? Would Christ find some kind of excuse why he couldn't make it to church? Or would Christ not obediently serve his own father? See, the answer to all those questions is no, no, and no. So if Christ won't do it, then why do we find ourselves doing it? The third reason why we should be holy and pure is because he chastens us. If we don't live our lives in a manner worthy of Christ, God will get our attention one way or another. See, God will chasten after us. And I believe that there are three types of chastening that he does. The first one is the wood shelf kind of chasing. God will put you up on a shelf and he'll forget about you for a while. He will let you try to continue in the world till you figure out that you can't. We see this example in the prodigal son where the prodigal son came and got all that he thought was due to him, took off and ran as far as he could and ended up in a pig slop. So, so God kind of put him up on a shelf and let him figure out that he couldn't do it all by himself. So that's the wood shelf type of chastening. But I believe the second kind is the woodshed kind of chastening. Some of you know exactly what I'm going to say about this one already, don't you? <laughs> Sometimes God will physically bring us down to get our attention. I mean, haven't you ever noticed that it's when we are laying flat on our backs that we really start to think? And so God will allow, through his ability to chasten us, physically for us to suffer. But the third type, if he can't get our attention through the wood shelf and he can't get our attention through the wood shed, then he can get our attention through the wood box. God will bring you home early if you continue to live a life of sin. If you decide to turn your back on God and continue down a pathway of the world, he will bring you home early because he will not be embarrassed like that. See, we represent Christ on this earth. And he will not be embarrassed by our actions if we say that we're a believer. So can I ask you today, this month of February, as we're getting ready for love and Valentine's and all those things, would you live a life of purity? Would you commit to that today in all that you do? And in doing so, would you be blessed? Have a great day. And until next time, may God bless all that you do.